What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Taking a Breath podcast. First of all, um, it's been a few weeks since I've had a chance to record. I have been uh, in Nashville uh, for a few weeks now and uh, had COVID over the past like week, week and a half. So I pushed two or three podcast recordings back. So you'll see a few come out over the next week. Um, and, and as you guys know, my whole thing now is just putting them out as I've got them recorded and as they're coming out, just so that, um, you know, it's creating a little bit less hassle and also you're getting the content right as, as I'm making it. So excited about all of that. I'm really excited about today's guest as well. Um, as a quick update, I think, um, you know, everybody knows um, about the whole Start Here project that um, Thomas and I have been working on for about the last uh, four or five, uh, maybe six months. And um, right now we're kind of in a little bit of a pivot trying to figure out next steps. And so we'll keep you guys updated. As you know, I like doing the quick 60 second recap of, of what's new in the world um, at the beginning of the podcast. So I'll keep you updated on that, but we are going to be shifting a little bit into a newer space or newer solution and uh, excited to see what comes of that as the conversation continues. But to get into today's uh, episode and, and guest, Kyle Patterson, uh, is the founder and CEO of Inspire. Inspire is a network for job shadowing opportunities that helps connect students to businesses in a whole new way. Um, it's helping students discover what they want to do with their lives while also helping companies recruit and give back to their communities. So um, one of the things that I've admired a lot about him is just he's a big believer in, in helping people to get out of their comfort zones, um, whether that's in his you know entrepreneurial journey, uh, traveling that he's doing or anything else. So Kyle, first of all, um, incredibly excited to have you on today and, and share a uh, share a conversation with you would love for you to share a quick yeah. background on on your whole story as well yeah well I mean first off thanks for having me on I really appreciate it um yeah no so I am the founder of Inspire I started this company a little over a year and or about a year and a half ago uh in my last semester at NC State um I really started it because I was a person that I just didn't, I never really knew what I wanted to do with my life growing up. Um, I, I, I had some ideas here and there. Yeah. My parents wanted me to go to college. So I went to college, you know, just went through the, through the ropes. And I was majoring in natural resource management because I, I, I care about the, the world and natural resources and everything. But as time went on, I, I really found that I was learning things that I just wasn't really going to use in my life. And I just kind of lost the passion for really all of the classes I was taking. And then uh, COVID happened. And basically, I what my internship that I had lined up got completely squashed. You know, it was an in-person thing. Um, and I thought, okay, I need to get out of my comfort zone in some way. Like, what, what is that way? Before, I would travel a little bit. Like, in, in between my summers, I took a gap year. That was how I kind of got out of my comfort zone. And then when COVID happened, I couldn't travel, of course. And I came across the idea of entrepreneurship. I always thought starting a business seemed like the scariest thing to me. I always kind of liked the idea, but I always thought, oh, maybe I'll do that like in my 30s or something. I, I'm not going to do that right now. But that COVID basically was the jumpstart to my entrepreneurial career. Uh, I started my first business, which was a Shopify dropshipping store that ended up taking off like pretty quickly. And I kind of got a passion for entrepreneurship just by sort of having this idea that if you believe something can be a certain way or should be a certain way and test that, test it and find that that's actually true, there's nothing stopping you from making that happen. 
So I found this passion for entrepreneurship, but I was still majoring in something I didn't really care about once I got back to school. And it was still frustrating to learn things I I knew I wasn't going to use. I knew I had a passion for entrepreneurship. I knew I wasn't going to switch into an entrepreneurship program at NC State because it would tack on a lot of years. (laughs) And I wanted to get out into the real world as soon as possible. Um, And I realized that if you wanted to just go see what a career is like, if you just wanted to go see, you know, if I wanted to see what a data analyst does or a CEO or something, there was no avenue there. Like you just couldn't go shadow someone for a day or so. Mm. And I've scoured the internet for a long time trying to find like, is there really nothing? There's literally nothing. This is insane. Um, so without even questioning it, I knew like this needed to be my, my next business because I really wanted to start something that would give back to the world as opposed to just, you know, take a profit margin off of some products. So I started it a year and a half ago. And I mean, now it's, if you're looking for a network for job shadowing opportunities, Inspire Job Shadowing is the first thing that comes up. So it's there pretty cool. Go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because as of what, how, how long has it been? Like as of the past couple of months, you're like the number one search on on Google. Just if you search the words, I think just job shadowing, like you're the first result now. Is that right? Um, I'm not entirely sure about job shadowing. We're definitely like cr- creeping up there. I was going to um, say, I can't remember. I, I think I, I remember I screenshotted and sent you one time Maybe it was um, just, I can't remember if the search was job shadow, but just seeing you consistently climbing the ranks on Google search results and SEO and all that stuff has been really cool. Yeah, yeah, it is is really cool, really confirming that there truly was not something else out there. Yeah. Um, Like this this is a a new market that I believe is definitely the future for recruitment and for career discovery. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people early in the entrepreneurship journey will choose, and this has kind of been my personal path, the, you know, I'm going to do a full-time job and then I'm going to work on the startup on the side until it kind of like takes off. And I know that you've kind of gone the opposite route and gone full in the entrepreneurship and then doing kind of some side things to make income. Um, I'm curious what drove that decision for you. Um, is there a reason that you didn't choose to go the, you know, the full-time route while, while pursuing the, the, um, the you know, startup on yeah. the side? Yeah, most definitely. So like in my final semester, like I had some job offers, like I, I had some, so I had options, I could go live in different cities, all this stuff. But I definitely really found that one, starting a business here in Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina, great place to start a business. And oh, especially wow. for a business that connects students to businesses, there's like 100,000 students here. And we also have a very large business presence. Yeah. Um, so for one, I knew I didn't want to take some jobs that would take me outside of North Carolina or outside of the Raleigh Triangle area. Um, I did take one job for a couple of weeks, <laughs> like oh, right no. after I graduated. What? I didn't know yeah. about this. So I, I took this job. It was not the best. <laughs> it was a sales <laughs> job. I, I took it because it had flexibility where I would have some hours within like the nine to five range that I could like work on inspire and, and make things happen. Cause I knew yeah. I needed, needed that, right. that time span, like within nine to five when everyone else was working. Um, so I took this job and I was basically selling like AT&T service to people in like Costco's and Sam's clubs and stuff like that. Oh, no um, way. What? It was, I was, I was literally, it was nice actually. Cause like I was literally getting rejected maybe like 500 times a day. Yeah. Um, which is just like hyper 
uh, experiential learning. Well, you, in know, a lot you of ways. break that down real quick for us. So why was that not, you know, you say like, that's nice, like 500 rejections a day, explain what that did for you and your mindset. Yeah. I mean, for one, it like really like helped me to be able to like go up to people and just talk to them, like, just be like, Hey, like just start a conversation at all. Yeah. Um, so many people are so averse to that. And like, once you really get over that, that barrier, that this like weird barrier that you can actually just talk to anyone and like most people will actually be willing to talk to you as well assuming you're not trying to sell them something (laughs) (laughs) um then like it that really helps in a lot of ways and and, like help down the road it still helps like to this day to like just being able to go talk to students and and let people know a little bit about what i do at inspire right crazy okay so you did the three-week thing what made you what made you quit that yeah. So I was doing it for, yeah, about like three weeks, maybe like a month. Um, I, well, for one, the job was not that great. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the pay also wasn't that great too, but I, every, the, and the flexibility was not as much as I, I really liked as well. Cause like, I still didn't get enough of the nine to five hour range to work on the business. And I just really felt like I, I had and have like such a large, opportunity in front of me that every hour that I'm not working on it feels detrimental in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I had savings from my last business and my last business was still making me a nice like side puzzle income. Um, so I decided to go full time on it. And basically I I went to the CEO of the company. I was like, Hey, like start this company. I'm going to do this instead. Um, like, what do you think? And like, kind of like got his, his input on everything. And like, they had such a high turnover rate that it wasn't even a big deal, to be honest. Okay. I got you. I was going to say, how did they take it? So he was, he was pretty chill about the whole thing and understood where you were coming from. Yeah. I mean, he was saying like, oh, you know, like most startups fail, just so you know. Um, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, not this one. <laughs> not this one. Nice. All right. So um, it, let's get more into kind of like what really made you passionate about that. So obviously the, it was a huge pain point for you. You realized that there was, you know, not any comparable solutions out there that were existing. But once you started to get into it, what really like kind of fueled you about this being the solution for students? And, and then what has kind of the impact been as you've been doing it as well? Yeah. So one big thing that I really found like early on was like just in like sort of the idea stage of like not even like having any evidence, but just sort of like thinking about the possibility of like what this is, job shadowing as opposed to, you know, internships. Um, for one, companies can expose themselves to so many more people where if for an internship, and I talk to companies about this all the time, like they're hiring, onboarding and training a single person that could easily find that it's not a good fit just a couple days in. And that's a wasted resource for the company. And it's a waste of time for the individual. I mean, I've had college professors come to me just out of the blue and say, hey, like I'm getting like a lot of students that are coming back from their internship over the summer and they're, they're knowing what they don't want to do, but they still don't know what they want to do. Um, so, I mean, just even like having that, the the fact that job shadowing gives individuals the opportunity to expose themselves to so many more options, um, while also networking their way into a career they love, as opposed to like the traditional methods where you get one piece of exposure over the summer. So like maybe what, like three over the course of a, a, you know, undergraduate career, probably even less, um, yeah. So like without even like 
thinking deeper into it, I just saw like there's so much benefit to job shadowing. And then through some job shadowing experiences, some feedback that some of our job shadowers have gone through, it's really inspiring to see people get so much more than they thought they would get out of it. Yeah. Like, for instance, like learning about the little nuances of like how a certain business works, as opposed to like just seeing, you know, how this job works. It's like, oh, I didn't know a company culture could look like this. Or, oh, I didn't know that this company even did videography or something like that. Learning the, the little organizational structures as well. Fascinating. Yeah. And, and I really resonate with that because there were different roles that I was in where like as an example, there was one job that I took where it was just a lot of kind of like cold calling, like sales development role and, and that side of things, which I wasn't as like excited about. Right. And that, that just is life and is an entry level sales or marketing role for the most part. And, um, and I remember, you know, I did that role for like almost a year um, while I was in school. Right. Um, and there was one day kind of the next year that I was doing a, basically a job shadowing or like an orientation at this cold calling company. Uh, I think, you know, RevGen, um, based in Raleigh, mm -hmm. but, um, it was with RevGen and they were just doing kind of like an orientation day as a part of this class that I was with at NC state. And just mm -hmm. in that one day I got to experience, okay, what does their company culture look like and, and feel like? what are, you know, I got to sit down with a rep and actually, you know, listen in on a couple of dials that he did and conversations that he was having. And, um, and as a part of that, right, even in just in those eight hours, I was like, wow, really fascinating company culture. I like what, you know, some of these strategists are doing. I like what some of the account managers are doing, but obviously I've been in that cold calling life and, and didn't enjoy it. Right. So it was really interesting to, even in those like short few hours, be able to see, okay, what do I like? What do I not like? And so I totally get that. Yeah spending a year on it, right? Are you already having students, and, and I, I can't remember this for sure, are you already having students kind of in those roles and getting feedback or where are you at in kind of the big picture process of the of the business? Yeah, um, I mean, well, so piggybacking off of like the whole RevGen thing, yeah, like yeah, on sure. top of like lear learning those little nuances thing. I mean, I personally know RevGen, they have a really cool office too. Gives totally. those companies like that, additional sort of differentiating factor to attract talent where if you do have those really cool amenities you can show them off through job shadowing they got like the dogs in the office and stuff too they have like their yeah. team just like brings in their dogs like super cool like music playing it's like a good vibe yeah yeah and like definitely a person would be more inclined to work at a company where they have that personal connection have that personal experience as opposed to just like a job description Right. Um, but yeah, no. So like the the state of the business now and like where it's kind of like gone, it's so network for job shadowing opportunities, definitely a chicken and the egg kind of business. Right. Um, so a lot of it has been trying to find companies and also trying to find, you know, individuals that will shadow. Yep. Um, and one thing that I really found that I like, and this is a big piece of advice for anyone that would start a chicken and the egg kind of business is basically yeah. el eliminate the chicken and the egg situation where I've created it on the website where while I'm trying to build up the egg, building up all the companies within the network, I've basically made it so people can request to shadow whatever they're interested in. And they don't necessarily see the backside of things. They don't see all the companies within the network or not in the network. Um, all they know is if I fill out this form, I get to shadow exactly what I want to shadow. Um, and then from there, it's basically the company's job to either pull from the network, someone that is 
able to give them a shadowing opportunity or find someone new in the network to give that opportunity. It is a lot easier sometimes to get companies or individuals involved into the network than like if you already have people interested in shadowing what they have to offer. Right. So that's kind of the way things have gone. So basically like we're getting people requesting a shadow across the country um, for a wide variety of roles. Super cool. The, so yes. Um, and just, I, I think that you kind of covered it. The idea of the chicken and the egg business Kyle's talking about is when you're trying to serve two audiences at the same time, right? So he's mm-hmm. serving both companies that are trying to recruit and serving students that are trying to get job shadowing opportunities. And definitely having, having been there or tried that model, um, you know, as a part of start here, I totally get that, like that, that whole world of, you know, we need, we need to be putting students through the program and we need to be, you know, getting companies at the end to be able to pick them up. Right. And so uh, I have definitely been there. What's the biggest challenge that you're kind of seeing right now in the business growth or in this phase of the business? Cause I know every single phase, right. There's different challenges. What's your biggest thing right now? Yeah. I mean, still trying to find product market fit in a lot of ways. Um, There's definitely been pivots throughout the the past year and a half um, with, I mean, it's a lot of it is market research. Uh, A lot of it is trying to find for one companies that are willing to pay for a sort of situation like this, where it's, they're basically recruiting in a whole new way. Um, And it's basically my job to talk to these some, sometimes fortune 500 companies and say like, Hey, like, there's a whole new avenue that you've never tapped into and you have the potential to do it here. Um, basically telling them to recruit just in a new way, which yeah. can be difficult sometimes, especially when like, you're a recent graduate, just, and this is my first real job <laughs> out of yeah. college. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that, but uh, a lot of it is like pivoting really to find like the best, the, the path of least resistance in a lot of ways, uh, like given that this is like such a novel thing to a lot of people, a lot of companies, right. finding the best way to scale quick and just get traction, not necessarily revenue, but traction right. um, has been the, the biggest emphasis and the biggest challenge in a lot of ways. Do you, um, you mentioned like, you know, this is your first job out and, and you know, being new in the, in the space. Um, do you already have kind of like mentors that have been in the space? I mean, who are the people that you're going to for, you know, feedback advice? Like who are those most common people that you're, you're talking to? Yeah. So I do have some unofficial advisors. Um, some, okay. one, one of them, one of the bigger ones is, is a professor at NC state um, that has started and scaled a handful of businesses at all stages. Okay. Um and so I'll talk with him every once in a while, uh, maybe like, I mean, I'm not, it, it varies a lot depending on totally how, much, how much I'm doing on it. But, um, and then a, a lot of it is like entrepreneurs within the Raleigh community. It, yeah. it is given that I'm like, I have not necessarily worked in like a recruiting space, like as a recruiter necessarily, I do see a lot of value in sort of be having that industry experience upfront where you maybe worked in the industry and then you see the problems within it and then build for it. Um, but I am taking a different route. So there's, there's pros and cons to both. Heard that, heard that for sure. Yeah. And, and I think, so um, one of the things that, you know, I, I know, I guess to, to frame that context is um, Kyle's a part of like what, what um, Thomas and I are doing in Raleigh with entrepreneur house. And so some of that side of stuff help, helps us to, 
like be intentional about staying more connected to peer level entrepreneurs. Right. And so, you know, when we talk about uh, entrepreneurs that are local to Raleigh or being able to, you know, I, I think both get connected to the right people and stay connected to the right people. Um, you know, we're, we're all very involved in kind of like the Raleigh founded and co-working communities, but then also just having the e-house stuff. I, I'm curious, um, Kyle, like, is there anything, well, one, what made you want to be a part of like entrepreneur house and what, you know, what Thomas and I have going on, but then also what, what's been your biggest kind of like pros and cons of being a part of it? I mean, it, it, yeah, just, just curious to hear your thoughts and feedback on it. Yeah. Um, I remember Thomas reached out to me for like the first cohort, but I was still like in a, in a, a year long lease and everything. So I, I couldn't really get out of it. Um, Tom, Thomas called me one time. He was like, he was like, dude, this guy, Kyle, like, I know you haven't met him yet, but he's going to be such a good fit. He's like in a lease right now, but I think he's going to cancel his lease for this thing. And I was I'm like, dude, Kyle's not going to cancel his lease for this thing. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it would, it would have been nice. I like, I do. I, I, I love the entrepreneur house. Um, I was, yeah, no, I was living like a 30 minute drive from downtown Raleigh. It was something else. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, no, like I was hundred percent on board from the get go. Like I, I always wanted to be in a, this sort of living environment. Um, I'm definitely a big believer that you are the sum of the, the five people you surround yourself with the most. Um, and there's five of us living here. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, it is genuinely very beneficial to constantly have that, that energy, that sort of discussion that like, I mean, I'll, I'll sort of like put some emphasis on, on the discussion, like just being able to sort of cook breakfast and, and actually vent, vent a little bit about some <laughs> of your problems and sort of get some insight into maybe like what, what you could potentially do about that. Um, as well as like doing that for the other roommates with it, within the, the, the cohort. Um, and then just having that accountability, having like weekly discussions on like where we're at, where we're trying to go, any big problems and especially like, how can we support each other? Which is a big thing is really knowing that like you have, you have, you've got some people that have your back and you've got other people's back as well. That's, yeah. that's something that you don't really get in uh, really any other living situations <laughs> like having this sort of like structured system in place is, is incredibly beneficial. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I remember when I first moved in, cause I'd gotten really unlucky in like several, you know, back to back kind of like situations between COVID and all this stuff. And yeah, I just remember feeling like so at peace about like, Oh shoot. Like one, I've got a cool group of people, you know, we had Jordan who moved down from New York mm -hmm. to come hang with us and all this different stuff. And I just remember like, Whoa, this is like, insane that other people that live in this house like run businesses and stuff like I was just like this is so epic right and yeah. Um, and and yeah feeling that way like being down you know at the breakfast table or just like making dinner or like um you know being around the campfire and just having people that you know are going to be so, like one they're there to fight for you right they're they're fighting right alongside you for what they're working on but then also that yeah we're we're there to support each other is there anything um that you expected that you like haven't gotten out of it or anything that you wish you were getting more of um not necessarily i mean i think <laughs> I, I i think we're all moving around a whole lot more than i expected well yeah, everybody, yeah. But, everybody but me. I, I feel like I'm kind of I'm kind of locked in here. So I mean, like for instance, like I'm I'm home alone right now. Are you? Are you? Is no <laughs> yeah. one? There? Okay. Yeah, no one's here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which is like that's fine. 
Um, but, but like, it, it's still like, it's still completely fine though, because like we do get the opportunity to still meet on a weekly basis, whether it be virtual or in person. And yeah. I mean, virtual, it's like there's pros and cons of course, but I mean, it still happens. And yeah. I mean, I, I think like the difference between in-person and virtual for, for this instance is not that great. Like it's right. not a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a huge, and I, I definitely agree. I mean, I see the, I think, um, Kyle, how long ago did you move in? You moved in like three months ago now, maybe, or like a couple of months? Uh, like two. Yeah, two like two months ago. ago. Um, and I think we've been in the house together, like a total of like four nights, maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy. Yeah, so I definitely get that. Um, and I, I do, like from my side, I was in, where was I? I don't even know, like San Francisco and then Nashville and then Austin, hopefully. And I don't even know. So, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I've been, I've had, had a rough time keeping track, but that, that is definitely something that we didn't experience early on that now I think we just have the people it's just kind of caught the timing. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's one of my big goals for like January through March is just, I want to be in Raleigh and just like there and, and very present. And so um, that's definitely something I'm, I'm looking forward to is having like a little bit more of a home base, but curious yeah. for you, as you're thinking about the, the future of the business and where everything's headed, what's, what's kind of like on your mind for, especially the marketing and growth stuff. I know you're doing a lot of cold email right now. Um, and some of that type of outreach, what, what else do you see expanding as far as marketing channels and ways of getting people involved? Yeah. So this is this actually kind of ties back into what we were just talking about with like the entrepreneur house. Um, so a lot of like how I get students into the network is a lot of just talking to students or okay. TikTok advertising from from time to time. Okay. Um, but so, for instance, Jordan, uh, former oh yeah cohort member, he like he was also marketing towards students in a lot of ways, and like we could kind of bounce ideas past each other like I would tell him about some things that I would do he would tell me about some things that he would do and one thing that he did that I didn't do is put up posters around like a couple college campuses around here um and he's still getting like people every single day like (laughs) and I like that's one growth avenue that Inspire can take like across the state at least um to basically keep the volume of people requesting to shadow up yeah uh, and then on on the sort of like manual side of, of still cold calling cold emailing to get companies into the network right. um right now and then basically from there like really just trying to create that traction that makes a investable business that yeah. could potentially throw some fuel on the fire and keep on going are you doing anything with the schools route? Like, are you going to, are you feeling like that's a short-term thing or a longer-term thing of trying to get more? I mean, you know, you talk about putting up the, the flyers and that side of things, how much, how hard do you think that's going to be? And how much of an impact do you think it could make if you did get in some schools? Um, do you mean like partnerships with schools? Yeah. Like um, having more student, like if you had a career development center, let's say NC state, for example, right. Just it's a school we both know. NC State Career Development Center was like, hey, yeah, we'll like put you out there. We'll, you know, put you as a recommended resource. Well, whatever. Like one, is that something you're thinking about pursuing pretty heavily in the short term or long term? And what do you think would be the hardest part about like actually making that happen? I know that it's not easy. Yeah, yeah it's it's not easy. <laughs> that, that's that's the, <laughs> the thing. Um, I, I've, that was like one sort of pivot that like we were looking at with Inspire. Um, to look at like potentially like 
selling this as like a service to universities or something. Yeah. Um, universities seem so difficult to work with (laughs) on so many levels. Um, to be like a free resource though, definitely an avenue and an avenue that we haven't necessarily, uh, tackled too much Mm -hmm. of. Um, it is given that like, for instance, like NC state, UNC Duke, like they're right here. Right. We know where the students are. We know like the high traffic areas, all that stuff. It is, you, you can kind of go beyond the organization <laughs> and just sort of go to campus and, and make things happen. Yeah. Um, and so that, that is really nice. Uh, having that like official relationship would also be very beneficial. I think it'd be a lot easier to do it on uh, like a discounted basis yeah. um, or completely free because to actually partner with a university takes a lot of time, a lot of effort and so much red tape that can easily just like stop you even like seven months down the road. Yeah. So definitely when, when it comes to like, especially in the early stages of starting a business, you want to like really know like where is my time best spent? And I don't think my time is best spent on partnering with the universities um, because of all of that red tape that can go haywire. Totally get that. And yeah, I mean, you know, I was in university partnerships for a bit there and had a, yeah, had a tough time with it. And uh, so I get that for sure. And I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting, like the, the whole world of it being a free resource versus, you know, official partnership where you kind of get that borrowed credibility from the university and some of those sides of things is, is really interesting. Um, curious for you is, is the long-term model as of right now, it's more of a recruiting model where the company is paying for it, or have you kind of landed on what you think that'll be in the long-term? Yeah, well, so it's changed throughout the year, but right now we're, we're kind of going through like a middle of a, a pivot that is honestly like what it like has the, the biggest wheels to it in a lot of ways, um, where a lot of it is replicating sort of what Indeed does, where you can post a, a job opportunity for free on Indeed. I mean, you also have paid options as well, um, but for the most part, completely free to do that also completely free to apply to jobs on indeed.com the way indeed makes their money is partially on sort of like premium features where like advertised postings things of that nature or like the companies can have additional resources to access um, a certain amount of people's resumes within the indeed database of people that have applied to jobs at any point so indeed has millions of, of, of or hundreds of millions even uh, of all these resumes of people. And basically they sell a subscription service to recruiters to then reach out to people within their database. So what we're kind of doing is where it's completely free for companies to be listed on the network. Uh, and it's completely free for individuals to request shadowing opportunities. Uh, there are like paid features that we're looking at for companies where if they wanna have say job shadowing events where they have many people coming in, um, things of that nature. Uh, there's like revenue on that side, but there's also sort of like the customer segment is recruiters that are trying to recruit entry-level talent where they can basically have access to a whole demographic of people that aren't really on LinkedIn that much. Um, they haven't really applied on Indeed. So really the only way for them to be recruited is through campus recruiting efforts, which can be very expensive for these larger companies. Yeah. And super interesting because yes, I, I've done some recruiting with my current job and have definitely felt that pain point of like, you know, spending a thousand dollars on the premium features and advertising and everything versus 
you know, and, and to do that only to see resumes come in where I just get to read a couple of blurbs about people and then move on. Right. Versus mm-hmm. really having a chance to get to know anyone. So love that. Um, and, and I'm curious, you know, as, as we're kind of wrapping things up, like as you think back on the last couple of years and where you've kind of been and everything since graduation, um, if you were to kind of go back to your 20, you know, 21 year old self, as you're getting ready for graduation and getting ready to start this business, is there one or two pieces of advice that you would have for, for you, um, that you'd, you'd want to share? Yeah, for sure. Um, part of me does sort of think that like having some industry experience is really beneficial. So like, I mean, getting a job as opposed to starting a business, like right out of of the bat is not a bad choice. Um, I don't regret starting a business, Um, but there's definitely benefits to it. Um, On on top of that, there's also like, you can build up more of a a nest egg to fund your business as well, which is really important. Um, You don't want to start with like zero dollars. And real quick, while we're in that, tell us your quick thought process, you know, 30 seconds of what should someone be thinking about if they're thinking, um, should I take a job or should I go full in on the, on the startup? Honestly, and this is sort of what made me decide to go with Inspire is like, if what you're working on, say, okay, if you were given like two more, five more years to live, like if you knew you were going to die in five years, like, do you think you would double down on what you're doing? Or do you think you would back off and do something else? And if the job that you're taking is not something you would double down on, or the company that you're starting is not something you would double down on, then maybe reevaluate it. That's Dude, my thought process. That's crazy. I love that. That's really good. Okay. All right. So you, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. You, I think you were, you were giving us that second piece of advice, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, getting some industry experience is really important. I think also, like the big learning experience has been like really getting out of your comfort zone. Like I, for one, like my first job being able to talk to hundreds of people. Now I've literally, I don't even know how many talk people I've talked to in the past, like 365 days. It's been multiple thousands for sure. Um, but like basically getting out of your comfort zone and like finding that, that fear is really just improvement screaming at you. Like that, that's one thing that I've really learned in life is that if something terrifies you, that means that it's just something you, you got to overcome, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a, it's a compass for you. So constantly looking at what are you really scared of and then going after it. And I mean, on top of that, really simplifying your problems has been incredibly beneficial, a huge learning process for me of really thinking like, ah, maybe I can't do this because of this, this, and this. Um, And actually just being like, okay, well, what's the, if the solution was simple, what would it look like? Yeah. And just to do that, do the, do the little actions to make your solution come true. Oh man, that that was gold, dude. I love it. Okay. All right. Well, Hey, if people enjoyed this conversation, they want to follow more of you or they want to be a, you know, be a part of their student, maybe, or they're a business owner, uh, want to be a part of Inspire. Um, where should they go? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Uh, my name's Kyle Patterson with a one T in Patterson. Um, yeah. Uh, the company is Inspire Job Shadowing. Uh, you can check us out on inspirejobshadowing.com. Um, that's like inspire but with an e instead um we're also we got 
Instagram. I, I believe it's just Inspire Job Shadowing at Inspire Job Shadowing. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all over the internet. Sweet. Yeah, and if you search Inspire Job Shadowing, number one, yeah. Google. Uh, exactly. Heck, heck yeah. All right. Well, hey, Kyle, really appreciate um, your time today. It was good to catch up, man. And I love hearing everything about where you're headed because this is such a passion area for for me, even as we pivot kind of out of the start, out of the start here in career world a little bit and try to figure out yeah. what's next. I'm, I'm excited to, to stay, um, you know, connected and, and continue to, to see you win. So keep it up. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fantastic. I, I appreciate you taking me on. Of course. All right. Hey, and everybody um, make sure to follow us at taking a breath podcast on Instagram for um, updates and everything on, on what's coming next. And then uh, if you're not subscribed, it's the easiest way to find out when a new episode comes out. Uh, we, you know, right now I'm posting once every week, once every two weeks, or, or, you know, we're going to have it a week like this where we have three episodes. So um, it isn't on a specific time, uh, but if you want to catch it every time, easy way to do it, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining.